Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. We are in the capital of Canada, a wonderful country that is the home of Drew Remenda. And here we are in Ottawa, beautiful setting, Sharks and Senators after a couple days off. Uh, interesting to spend a couple of days in Canada's capital. I was over by Parliament yesterday, watched where all the truckers were, and a whole bunch of other stuff. A really beautiful city. Did you say hi to Justin for us? Did you say- uh, he apparently was out of town in a meeting. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, when you come into where we stay here, here in Canada, is the Silicon Valley area of Canada. Um, it's closer to the rink. And so it's much more, um, or it's easier for access because during the weekdays when you're in Ottawa and getting in and out to this new rink, or to this to the current rink, is uh, is a bit of a chore. And that's one of the reasons why they're looking forward to new ownership because maybe they can bridge the gap to get a new rink built in downtown uh, Ottawa. But uh, overall, yeah, it's a pr- very pretty city. And when, it's, when it gets to be winter and the Rideau Canal uh, freezes over, you get everybody skating all day long. It's, it's, it's quite cool that way. That's several miles long, right from the old train station, which is now an office building downtown. I don't yeah. know why they moved the train station out of town. Maybe you can answer that? Yeah, Canada. Okay, that's, that's why. That's all you need to know. That's all I need to know? Yes, exactly. Well, this is just a beautiful location downtown where you start with the Rideau Canal and you skate all the way out. They have like stations where you stop for hot yeah. chocolate and things yeah, like that. Really cool. it, yeah. It's one of the really most interesting parts of this. The other thing is that this is one of the cities in Ontario, this is the city in Ontario, where they do speak a little bit more French uh, yeah. than, than English because, of course, it's the capital of the country. And the place we used to call Hull, but we now call Gatineau, is right next door, which is just over the river in yeah. Quebec. So uh, this was probably the, really the, the best place to have the capital of the country, given the two cultures that are, that are merged here when, uh, I guess, Queen Victoria decided to put it here. Yeah, I'm a Western Canadian. We don't really look at Ottawa as anything but... Um most people don't really know that Ottawa is our capital. Most people think Toronto is, and in a way it is. But this is where the government gets all the work. That's why they speak both English and French here, and it's, it's demanded. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really terrific town. That's the great thing about doing what we do. This is the second and final meeting of the season between the Sharks and the Senators. San Jose won pretty handily 5-1 to one, just a few short days ago at SAP Center. I thought Kapo Kakinen had a really good game in that contest, but... Uh, Last night at Madison Square Garden, the Ottawa Senators put together an amazing effort. And let's think about this tale of the tape. First of all, it was Brady Kachuk, the captain of the team's 300th NHL game. All right. He scores the 100th goal of his career in the final minute of the third period to tie the game. After he had had an assist in a fight, so that completed a Gordie Howe hat trick. And then all he did was score a beautiful game-winning goal in overtime on a nice little feed up the ice. But he had his head down and he was skating hard. And then he made a great move on Shesterkin. And you throw in a couple of disallowed goals, 
That was an entertaining night. Oh, very, very good night. They had two goals. Ottawa disallowed. One was offside. One was a goaltender pushed. They pushed. Had the puck underneath his pad, and Shesterkin was pushed in the net. And uh, things were. It was actually the last seconds of the uh, the third period that the Brady Kachuk got the tip and scored. And um, it was a very good game. It, it, Ottawa played last night like I thought Ottawa was going to play all season long. This is a team that made. First of all, had to really rebuild. And within that, they got Kachuk, they got Stutzel, they went and got Shabbat. That's probably why the Sharks got Carlson. Um, they have Formanton, who's hurt, but they've got a lot of really good young players. And they went and got Talbot and Claude Giroux, and you looked at this team and went, holy mackerel, this is going to be this is going to be a team that's going to contend for a playoff spot. I'm not saying they're not going to, but they got off to a tough start. And the heat comes down in Canada when you get off to a tough start. You know, DJ Smith, head coach, should be fired. Pierre Dorian, no, I'm putting my faith behind him. I like the way he coaches on and on and on and on. I like the way DJ coaches too because he has structure and you can see the play that the play with structure. But last night they probably played as good a game as they played all year. They were sharp last night and they stuck with it. Brady Kachuk led them. You know, he did have a fight and he fought Jacob Truba, which is was pretty tough. Pretty tough and the captain of the New York Rangers. Um, he really tried to lead his team. He's a big kid. He's a guy who's tough to move in front of the net. He's got a good set of hands. And like you talked about his speed, he put his head down and started to work. And he is really the emotional straw that stirs that Ottawa drink. I've got a couple of topics related to everything you just said that I want to go over. One was Brady Kachuk putting his head down and flying. One thing at practice yesterday that David Quinn was really, really emphasizing was especially that second forward coming in on the forecheck. He said the Sharks need more offensive zone time. It's one of the reasons why they lost to the Maple Leafs. And uh, they worked hard on that. But the third forward is just as important as the second one, isn't he? It is because um, the situation for um, David Quinn playing the Toronto Maple Leafs is because David talked about the, uh, the team spending too much time in their zone. So it was like a two-to-one ratio as far as time. And that, it, it felt like it. That's what the eye test told me. But, yeah. boy, that was really confirmed. Yeah, it really was. And so um, what he worked on yesterday, in, you know, you and I watching practice, was getting in on the forecheck, but putting the emphasis on the forwards, like the, the three forwards, and, you know, we've talked about reloading and everything else. And so reloading is nothing more than when the team starts bringing the puck out, you've got to track back, get back, and get up above the puck so you can stop them from advancing into your zone and get it back going the other way. The, the situation for the Sharks has been is that they kind of drift. They haven't been really efficient in, in executing their forecheck a little bit because the second man will try to will kind of drift towards the puck. And so talking to David Quinn after practice yesterday, he wants that first guy in as quick as he can get. And if it goes behind the net and goes D to D, you jump that, you jump the over, as they say, and then you get on. And that first man that's in, he's got to come back right up through the middle of the ice. That's reloading, getting above, so that you don't allow them to advance out of their zone. So he really was emphasizing yesterday on the guys, you've got to be skating all the time. And you have to put the emphasis on the forwards to get it done. But that third forward also has to put his head down and yep. get back to make sure he's between the, the, the first exiting player and the, and the goal line. Right, but it's not, it's not a situation where everybody goes. You know, it's like you have to be smart, you, you, but you don't want to hesitate. But at the same time, you don't want to hesitate. Well, you, you've, you've got to. 
you've got to be smart away from the plate because you have to re- be able to read where it's going. But you don't have to be smart 10 feet away from the plate. If, you're, if, you're, if, it goes, if the first guy goes in, the D-man's got it. The second man, he can still jump the over, but he's just got, he's just got to hesitate for a little bit, but be two to three feet away. That's why David Quinn's always talking about skate to gap. So too much space between the Sharks and the opposition. He wants that space closed off, basically, is what he's talking about. So the other topic that was on my mind from your comment is the emergence of Thomas Shabbat into the game tonight. Obviously, he was not in the game when the Sharks beat the Sens 5-1 to one just, to, just a short time ago. And I think he's going to be a bigger difference in this game. Now, they've got two defensemen that they've got a decision to make on tonight because Artem Zub got a puck to the mouth. He came back. But the other guy, Travis Hamanick, uh, took something in the first period, and he didn't return right up to the throat. I got a feeling we're going to see Holden in on defense at least, but there might be another defensive change if Zub isn't able to go. And so obviously those are some important changes. But what what you're going to see, though, is is that Shabbat, who's one of the leaders in ice time in the NHL with Eric Carlson and with Drew Doughty and with Rasmus Dahlin, whom the Sharks face tomorrow in Buffalo, um, he's going to play a ton of minutes. Yeah, he is. And um, he was fantastic last night was he ever oh he made the he made the pass to Freddie Kachuk for overtime blocked the shot and then made the pass uh, he is a, a terrific young player again that's probably why they the Pierre Dorian from the Senators thought okay I can move Eric Carlson and he is a, a young defenseman moves really well physical takes care of the puck excellent on the power play excellent on the penalty kill great on these outload passes so yeah it's He's going to be a handful. Very different. It's going to be interesting. Cam Talbot was really good last night, too. We'll probably see Anton Forsberg tonight. Kapo Kakinen in the nets for the Sharks. And we'll see what happens tomorrow. Aaron Dell could get in again. He was really good in Toronto. And he's good. You know, this team's going to play in Buffalo against the team he played for last year. So that could be an interesting scenario in that city. But we're not worried about that. We're only worried about this game, which is on the air at 3.30 Pacific time, right here on the Sharks Audio Network. Until then, that's the morning skate for today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.